Wherever we go in life, we go head first. I've been blessed to get this far by standing on the teachings and advice given to me by many kind people. And now it's my turn. Welcome to All the Wiser with William Boyd. Alas, you have returned. Alas, I have returned. My name is William Boyd. This is All the Wiser. Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, you know, it is an honor and a gift and a pleasure to be able to educate and pour into you all regularly on the consistent weekly basis. And I hope if you have made it this far that you've been able to listen to every single session we've done in season two. If you haven't, if you've missed some, I encourage you to go back and listen. We are in the month of March and I decided that March would be a great time to do some money talk. I just felt it was alliterative and appropriate. So we are diving back into the money topic again. It's a beautiful day to talk money, folks. It's a beautiful day to talk money. Will you be mine? Uh, today, we're going to talk about something I believe is quite practical and you all if you see suitable, if you see fit for your lifestyle and your goals, can implement pretty soon. Now, we here at All The Wiser don't typically discuss personal finance and money, but it is critical to our surviving and thriving here in our American society. So I think it is wise for us to discuss the topic now. We're hitting it from very specific angles. I encourage you all, if this is an area in which you have a dire need for growth, I encourage you all to conduct more research on your own. This is a great starting point for you, however. And we're talking about this because in American society, it, money is not the reason for our existence, but it is essential for survival. Listen, if you are picturing the ideal lifestyle and if that looks like being able to feed you and your family on the consistent basis, whether that looks like being able to maintain a comfortable home or living environment for you and your loved ones, if that looks like being able to obtain and allocate resources uh, to people that you believe you've been assigned and called to serve, you must be able to gather and appropriately allocate monetary resources. So again, we're getting very practical today. I'm introducing a rule of thumb that I hope helps you to maximize your current income. Now, we're not going to go specifics into specifics in regards to, you know, the different definitions of things like different types of income. But we're really referring to net income. I understand that many of us maybe W-2 employees. And so there are tax withholdings that come out. There is just a. Uh, uh, an allotment of money that you don't get to touch before Uncle Sam does. We are referring to the money after taxes and withholdings are deducted from your check. That is the money that we're talking about here. Now, some folks in the last few months or the last few years have taken deliberate action to increase their income. Are you one of these people? Have you worked hard to increase your income, but now you're uncertain for how to manage the inflowing increase of earnings. Perhaps you've earned 
raises at your job over the last few years. Perhaps you took a new job that pays higher wages than your previous position and allows you to build upon the experiences and skill sets that you have acquired over the years. Perhaps you've started a new business and it's starting to actualize profits that you may be able to keep portions of after you've reinvested those profits into the company for continued growth. Well, if any of this sounds familiar, this which we are going to describe may be very useful for you. Let me introduce to you the 50-30-20 rule. So the rule says that we should divide up our net income into three distinct categories. Number one, needs. Number two, wants and desires. Number three, savings, investments, and debt pay down. Now, before we go into the specifics, let's be clear. Why does this matter? Why is this particular rule helpful and why are we discussing it today? Well, it's easy to remember. 50, 30, 20, 50, 30, 20, 50, 30, 20. It's very easy to remember. The mathematics are very simple and you can do them every single month. Following this can launch you into more shrewd, wise spending habits. Now, listen, this is not a rigid framework for everyone, but it's a great starting point. And I'm a firm believer that once you've been exposed to something, it can change the frame of your outlook and possibly change the trajectory of your life. So I want to provide information that may help you better allocate and use the resources you already have. So let's jump in. Number one, needs. The rule says that we should allocate 50% of our net income toward our needs. What are needs? Needs are things such as rent or mortgage, utilities, groceries. You know, if you have children, there are certain educational things that they need in order to thrive and prosper in their educational spaces. They say on average, Americans spend around 30 to 35% of their income on housing costs, such as rent, mortgage, utility bills, insurance, etc. When I worked as a property manager, one of the criteria we would utilize to determine whether someone was qualified to rent the apartment they were looking to move into was to look at their gross income and make sure that their gross income was at least three times the monthly rental amount. That three times was partially based upon that idea that people should not be spending more than 30, 33 percent of their income on housing every single month. Now, we know in various markets and various places, the cost of living is high and the average wages wages are not. However, keep that percentage in mind, 30 to 35 percent. So the idea is we are keeping our needs at 50 percent. We'll go on to the next category, wants and desires, 30%. So the rule is saying we should spend 50% of our income on our needs and 30% on our wants and desires. Well, what are wants and desires? Streaming services, cups of coffee, new clothes, new shoes, dining out. These are things that are wants and desires. They may add to the enjoyment of our life. They may add color and complexion to our daily experiences, but they're not necessary. This category is fun because some people will argue, you don't know me, I do need my coffee. 
Okay, my espresso is necessary. Um, but I want you guys to frame this a little differently and think about what in this category do you think you would prioritize over others? Because according to this rule, you should only spend 30% of your income on your wants and desires. And the third are savings, investments, and pay down. So if you've done the math, 50% plus 30% is what? 80%. So the remaining 20% should go towards savings, investments, and debt pay down. Now, I believe it behooves us to focus on reducing and eliminating our consumer debt prior to investing the entire 20% in investments and savings. Here's what I mean by that. If you are someone who has accumulated a lot of debt, let's focus on how we can reduce that in order to hope if you can eliminate it. Excellent. Let's focus on how to eliminate that debt so that the monthly amounts that you are paying toward debt can now go back to paying yourself back in the form of savings and investments. Now, listen, I'm not a Dave Ramsey disciple who believes in absolutely no debt, the no debt lifestyle. That is not my personal positioning, but I know there are folks who believe that and that is totally fine. However, I am a firm believer in erasing all consumer debt as soon as possible. And this can be done by the snowball effect in which you identify which of my debts are my heavy burden debts, which ones are so expensive. What are my high interest debts? Oftentimes, an example of this is credit card debt in which, I mean, you're paying an exorbitant interest fee every single month to use your credit card. Can I pay that down and eliminate that debt? And then once I've done that, pivot my focus and attention toward the next item of credit that I need to eliminate. Now, listen, the snowball effect doesn't mean don't pay off any of the other credit items while you're focusing on this. Pay those every single month. Don't miss a payment. But the snowball effect means in addition and above and beyond your normal payment amount, allocate more resources to that to pay that down faster. Once you've eliminated it, take the amount that you are paying monthly on that, which was likely the minimum payment amount plus more. Take that whole amount and pivot. Take that amount and start paying it on the next credit item and you'll pay that down really quickly. It's the idea of financial momentum. That is a hopefully a helpful tool to, for you all if you're thinking about how. How can I get this debt paid down faster? Because the faster you can start paying down your debt, you can start paying yourself. And when I say paying yourself, I mean taking money that you've earned and not giving it towards your needs, not giving it towards your wants and desires, but putting it in a place that is being stored for future usage or hopefully um, the usage of acquiring assets that'll start generating passive income. Another tip I want to make or, or share with you guys, automate your savings, automate your savings so that an assigned amount is going to various savings accounts without your knowledge. If you all are working for an organization, company, or maybe, you know, government institutions that have 401ks or save employer uh, retirement accounts, these are great examples of that. They're automated. They come out of your check before you get it. 
and it's going toward an investment account in which it hopefully is bearing returns, dividends, and growing exponentially over time. I mentioned automating your savings because what we found is the difference between long-term savings growth and savings stagnation for most people is automation. If you are saving without you knowing it consciously, you are less likely to dive into that pot of money on impulse. Every time you feel like, oh, you know, I've worked so hard this year, I'm gonna dive into my savings and purchase fill in the blank for me. Well, if you're saving money and putting it in a place that's not easy to access and you're not looking at regularly, you may look up years later and be astounded by how much money has been saved and you've been doing it, you've just been doing it automatically. If you wanna be aggressive, you can change and adjust the percentage ratios. So let's dive in again, 50, 30, 20. 50% should go toward your needs, 30% towards your wants and desires, and 20% toward your savings, investments, and debt pay down. If you wanna be aggressive, you could reduce the wants and desires percentage and increase the savings investments debt pay down. So maybe you do 50, 25, 25 instead of 50, 30, 20. I want to share that simply to allow you guys to begin mulling over and thinking about how is my money going to use? Where is my money going? The stream of money that's flowing every single month. Where are the tributaries? Where are the outlets? Where are the brooks that allow the money to flow out? We have to grow more aware of these things in order to better manage the monetary resources we have access to. Now, I want to give you a caveat. All of this works if you have done the following two things. Number one, you need to be able to identify the difference between necessary expenditures and desired expenditures. I won't go too deep into this, but you got to know the difference between your needs and your wants. Got to have time for self-reflection and then also looking at the numbers, looking at your bank statements, whether virtually or on paper and looking at the items ticket by ticket and going, do I really need that? Do I really need that? Oh, I know. I just want that. Is that something I can do without? Is that something I can minimize? For example, the coffee. I know a lot of folks who love their Starbucks coffee or they love going to their local coffee shop three to four times a week. They enjoy the experience. They enjoy talking to the barista. You know, they may get a pastry while they get a cup of coffee. Is there a way that that coffee, which does fall into the wants and desires category, could be purchased less frequently? Could you reduce your coffee expense by starting by 50 percent each month? Can you make some at home? Could you make some at home in in larger volumes? And maybe you do a little more iced coffee because you had some in the refrigerator rather than having to have a hot cup of coffee every single day. Just an idea, just a thought. And I don't know why I'm coming for the coffee drinkers today, but um, we've got to get creative and strategic in identifying the difference between needs and desires. And number two, creating a budget. I know. I know. It's 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 the buzzword budget. Please don't say budget. You've got to create a budget. We don't fix that which we do not know is broken. The act of budgeting is like turning on a bright flashlight and entering into 
that dark room of your house you never go to, whether it's your basement or your attic. You see, not looking doesn't mean something's not alive. For most people, your money is entering through one river, one stream. So some of us, maybe two, maybe three. They say um, the average millionaire has seven to eight streams of income. Right. So we use this term streams for a reason. Some of you have one or two streams of income coming through. However, the money is escaping through many, many, many small, smaller streams. Those are expenses. Well, if you don't know what specifically your recurring expenses are or what your spending habits are, you're not going to know what changes you need to make. Budgeting helps maintain visibility and establish self accountability or accountability between you and your partner if you all are budgeting together. Once you see the good things you're doing with money and the not so good things, you can start making adjustments so that you celebrate the good things that you do and you keep yourself or each other accountable when you fall and make less sound decisions. When it comes to budgeting, you may learn that you have access to more usable capital than you realized in the first place. You may see by cutting out a few streaming services every single month by buying one less pair of shoes by maybe, you know, even when you go out to eat, okay, do I need to get the, do I need to get the combo or can I just get the sandwich? You may realize that making a few small adjustments may grant you greater access to the money that you're already earning, reducing your expenses and creating larger margin that you can then Put toward debt pay down, savings and investments. Has this information been helpful for you? Again, we are not a finance, personal finance podcast, but I am quite informed in such. I do quite a bit of reading because it's something that's important to me and wise management of finances is a part of my value system. And so it's necessary that I share this with you all. And I'm hoping something, many things or this session in its entirety would be a valuable token of information you guys can cash in. So one more time, 50, 30, 20. If you want to get creative, you can switch up the ratios, but you've got to make sure you have a significant percentage allocated for the savings, investments, and debt pay down. Thank you so much for listening. This is William Boyd with All the Wiser. Listen, I love this money talk, you guys. I can do this every week, but um, I think we're going to be pivoting back toward some other topics after this. I am so appreciative of you all. I pray many blessings over you guys. Take care. Is this content planting seeds of wisdom in your life? Is this challenging you to examine the lens through which you view the world? Well, come on, y'all. If it's good to you, be good to someone else and share this content. This is available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and other platforms online. So we encourage you all to spread the word, sow the seeds far and wide. We at All the Wiser want to be as helpful as possible to many, many other hungry folks, much like yourself. Spread the word. We appreciate you. Much love.